Welcome back, everyone, to my Life with Breath expert series. Today, we're branching out a little bit to bring in one of the all-time greats, Dr. Lori Shemek, who's going to share a lot of information about how we can reduce inflammation and improve circulation and live a more dynamic physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual life. So I'm glad you're with us. Welcome back, dear friends. I'm so excited to have Dr. Lori Shemek in our audience for the next little bit of time of our lives. And we're going to extract a boatload of information and wisdom, knowledge from her, from her experiences and what she's doing today to change the world. But before we begin, let's just see if we can hit the brakes in our life for a few minutes and just really tap into the power of our breath. So if it's possible for you, if you could just sit up tall. Plant your feet firmly down into Mother Earth and feel winter underneath your feet. That's right. The nerve endings of your feet can sense what season that we're in. And as you press your feet down into the earth and you harness this magnetic energy, notice your spinal column becomes straight. Straight spine, open mind. If it's okay, close your eyes for a few moments. And bring your attention to the flow of air coming in and out through your nostrils. Relax your eyes back into the sockets. There's nothing to strain to see here. Release and relax your low jaw, letting go of any tension around chewing or speech or swallowing, simply relaxing the entire lower jaw line and your tongue. Drop your shoulders away from your ears so there's a lot of space between the ears and the shoulders amplifying the length of the trachea. Shift your mental attention to the ingoing breath and slow it down and follow your thoracic diaphragm down into your abdomen, this beautiful belly of ours. And on the exhale, as the air leaves the nostrils, you squeeze your abdominal muscles gently. The diaphragm leaves the abdomen and it massages the lower lobes of our lungs, which trigger a relaxation response. And just take a couple moments, follow the incoming breath down into your beautiful belly. Doesn't matter what it looks like, it matters what it feels like. It's a master feeler. And on the exhale, just exhale longer than your inhale and know that you're burning fat. As the inhale evolves, feel the beautiful rib cage expand and your heart and lungs have room to animate your brain. And pay attention to that exhale. That gets a little tricky. And you want to try to deflate those lungs fully, complete the moment fully before we take in another moment. So if you're being still and you're focused on a slower inhale and exhale, your face is relaxed, your spine is straight, don't tell anybody, but you could be meditating. 
And what does it feel like just to be in a neutral space where you're free to be you? It doesn't matter what others think. It matters what you think about yourself. And if you wanted to go deeper into meditation quickly, simply hold the breath in for a two count and hold the breath out for a two count. And you'll notice there's a bigger gap in the cognitive and emotional process. And in that gap, many amazing things can come to our mind's ear because we can't learn anything new when we're talking. Just a couple more rounds. Soften wherever you feel you can. Listen to the cues of our life from our heart. And allow yourself to be relaxed and focused, yet powerful in controlling the moment. So that the moment doesn't control us based on who we were 10 years ago. And on that next exhale, let's take it through the mouth, pursed lips, really slow. There'll be a little sigh there, a little sound. Break that sound barrier. And when you're ready, open your eyes and welcome Dr. Lori. Thank you, Ed. It is so great to be here with you. Breath of life. I love that, that you do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, everyone... Lori is someone I really respect. Uh, I've done a podcast with, with uh, Dr. Lori in the past, and she has really dialed in to what's important to longevity, what's important to staying lighthearted, what's important in regard to getting out of our own way on so many different little platforms. I, I was reading Dr. Lori's uh, bio and my gosh, when we talk about nutrition, we talk about weight loss, we talk about being an author, we talk about being on TV, we talk about being the inflammation terminator. And for those of you who know, who, who know my work, it is really all about inflammation reduction and improving the quality of circulation in our blood as the foundation to tune everything into one channel. You know, Dr. Lori, how'd you ever get started in just this... Now there's a lot of people doing it, but when you were first doing this, it had to be, you know, you were the, the woo-woo person. Right. It was really, it was before it was a buzzword, you know, inflammation. Right. Now everyone knows about it. And, um, but, you know, I grew up with a mother who was ill most of the time and um, she, and I was the, the eldest of, I have two younger brothers. And so she had one health condition after another. And really, um, I learned a lot from that. And she was my motivator to really learn to live a healthier life. And sadly, um, we, we watched our mother die uh, very, very early in life. She was only 36 and we were still young, still living at home. And so after she died, they had to scramble to find a place for us to live. And, and it was just a mess. And so from that experience, um, I decided I wanted to help other people. And I, and I knew that, that health and nutrition and psychology and all of that wrapped in one would be the ticket. And, um, and, and I 
really, it was my mother who was the catalyst for all of that. And because I knew she was like many people who didn't feel like they had choice in life. And um, so I made it my mission to help other people uh, understand that they are powerful, really. And, uh, and, you know, if I had the knowledge that I have today, she might still be with us today. Who knows? Well, your mom must be so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. No, seriously. You. you know, can, can you even say that these days? You know, yeah. I look at my dad, you know, my dad, he died of lung cancer and I've, I've been a breath expert for 25 years. You know, it's just funny how, you know, we find our path kind of serendipitously. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it is. And yeah, I know he would be proud of you too, what you've done. I mean, you, you literally save lives every day and you know, you empower people to live really a, a healthy life as you know, when they combine that with other factors, breath work is, is truly phenomenal, powerful. You know, you're a super authentic person. In other words, you don't put out anything that you don't, number one, yourself know to be true. That doesn't have scientific data behind it. And, you know, I think that's really important today. It, I think it's so important, Ed. I really do. Because, you know, you can't, you, you know, there are so many instances of people being harmed or not having the right data, not having the right information that they get from Dr. Google or something. And, um, and they've hurt themselves. So I think it's really important to put out information that's credible and people can actually use in their life, you know, today. When I first asked you to be on the show, I could see the similarities between what we were doing and, and yeah. how it's all connected, like how we're breathing, how many breaths we're taking per minute, our heart rate, how we think, how we perceive and how it's all tied into inflammation reduction. Right. And, you know, when I first came to you, you were like, well, wait, you know, I'm, I'm not really a breath expert, but, you know, this is what I'm talking about, authenticity. You know, like you were in your lane, but you were still super open to come on and do this. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I because I had you on my show. So I yeah. know that <laughs> you you actually do reverse inflammation in the body via what you do right so i felt like oh yeah of course he he wants me on the show you know it's a good fit it really is so yeah you know inflammation if i was going in to speak to a group of first graders how would i what would i how what would i want to bring to their awareness about how excessive inflammation plays such a huge role in depleting my physical energy and making it more difficult for me to grow and learn. Yeah, that's really important. So let me just distinguish between there's two types of inflammation, right? There is acute inflammation, which is when we cut ourselves or scrape our knee or sprain our ankle, right? It hurts, it's uncomfortable. So let's take the cut on the finger, for example. When you cut your finger, an enormous amount of inflammatory molecules are released and soldiers will rush to the site to repair the wound. They repair the wound, the wound heals, the soldiers go away, the inflammation goes away and all is well. Without this acute inflammation, we would not be alive, we would not heal. It's an immune response and it's very, very important, okay? Uh, the next type is the type you're, you're speaking of and that is silent or chronic inflammation. And uh, this is like having a sore on the inside of your body that never heals. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. is the 
Silent inflammation is the core underlying cause of most illness, disease, faster aging, and yes, weight gain. And uh, diseases like heart disease and cancer, um, you know, any, any disease you can think of, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, diabetes, obesity is all under the realm of uh, inflammation. And uh, the good news is that we can reverse it. That's the great news. And it, it doesn't take a lot to do that. Uh, we have the science of epigenetics that shows that just a couple changes here and there consistently done changes your gene expression. It slows down cellular inflammation. And that's really, really important. So, you know, you think about people who uh, drop dead of a heart attack, right? And when they're very young, well, they've been experiencing this, this low level uh, silent inflammation for years. And, um, and that's the problem. When we're young, our cells can repair the damage done um, to whatever insult we provide it, the body, right? Uh, either internally or ex externally. Um, but as we get older, the cells can't keep up with the amount of injury. And this is where we get in the inflammation, the, the trouble. Why do you think that it, it's becoming so normal to see obesity? Why do you think it, it's becoming so normal for folks maybe to be less positive about themselves in their life than they were, say, uh, uh, 10 years ago? Those are two great questions. And um, so let's go with the first one. Um, the, the rise of obesity is complete, completely correlated with the rise in sugar intake and the rise of what they refer to as seed oils, which mm -hmm. I call, I like to call um, inflammatory oils, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because it's it's really a misnomer. Some of them aren't seeds, all right? Uh, we're talking seed oils, meaning canola oil, very inflammatory, soy, corn, um, and um, I'm trying to, I, my mind goes blank. But anyway, there are oils. These oils cause cellular harm. And what happens is our cellular membrane is extremely important to our health. We need to keep it optimized. And if we don't, if we take, if we ingest these seed oils, which is not your fault if you're struggling because it's in everything, just like sugar is in everything and sugar damages our mitochondria. So do these seed oils. So by stiffening the cellular membrane, um, it is very hard for nutrients to enter the cell and to give it the proper amount of nutrients that you need for optimal health, for weight loss, you're, what you're doing is causing oxidative stress, and this is terrible for your body. It's inflammation, really, and um, and so when you though, if if I were if you were to take away two things from this uh, show today, that would it would be to eliminate these oils. The so that the other one I was thinking of was uh, vegetable oil. So canola oil, soy, vegetable and um and you know corn oil and so when you get rid of those four at least stop cooking with them because they're a direct source of uh inflammation if you will you're you're good to go you use oils like olive oil avocado oil coconut oil butter ghee things like that um you are enhancing optimizing the cellular membrane 
so that it can benefit you powerfully. So those are the two things. Sugar, uh, like I said, directly damages mitochondria and your gut health. And so you, you want to eliminate those types of, quote, foods, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is they're yeah. hidden in most foods that people are choosing to eat, okay? And it's not just the junk food either. It's the foods that people think are healthy. So in order to eliminate them, you have to look at the ingredient list and be really mindful about that. But once you know what food has, what you don't want, you know from then on you don't have to choose it. It won't take very long. Um, so with the, the change in people's attitudes, their self-perception and beliefs about themselves, I think that part of it is um, their diet, okay? Um, I think that also with the amount of weight people are gaining, you know, with the ingestion of, say, these oils and the sugar, um, uh, we used to ingest one and a half to two pounds of sugar annually back in 1900, right? Now it's 156 pounds a year. Wait, what's that now? Yeah, it, it's 156 pounds of sugar a year per person. Uh, and that's average too. That's, that's half a pound a day. I know. And again, it's in like those oils in most every single food people are eating, right? And they have no idea. It's in things like chicken broth, for goodness sake. And so... We want to make sure that we read labels, read the ingredient list, because that's the only way you're going to know. So an example um, is people think that they're, they're being really healthy when they go to the grocery store and they get whole wheat bread, orange juice, and yogurt, right? So um, unfortunately, the bread has uh, as much sugar as two tablespoons of sugar would in, in fact, it will raise your blood sugar as much mm. as two tablespoons of sugar. Um, the yogurt has more sugar than a candy bar. And the, the orange juice is liquid sugar. It's pure fructose, which is one of the most inflammatory things you can put into your body. So I, I hate to be, you know, I'm, I'm the bearer of bad news. I know it, but it's an important, these are important points for people to know that, um, there's a lot of biochemical reactions, one called glycation, that happen when you ingest that much sugar, all right? And um, gut health is another matter, but uh, in this case, in terms of our mood, gut health is key because we now know that gut health and our mood are directly connected, all right? There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it anymore. We know that there's a direct link between uh, our gut health and depression, for example. And they have found that uh, really um, they did uh, these studies in prison and they found that when they stopped giving the prisoners um, these seed oils I was talking about earlier mm -hmm. and sugar, 50% uh, of them stopped, uh, became less violent. 50% became less violent. They added in for another trial, they added in a multivitamin and 100% of them felt better and violence went down and suicide ideation went down as well. So you can see the power of food um, and, and the role it plays in how we feel about ourselves and others, really. Food is our medicine. It really is, yeah, yeah. And if we want to repair everything, we need to choose differently. When you speak of 
uh, epigenetics and uh, the cellular membrane and how the, the cellular membrane reads the environment externally and then turns on the cell inside to right. react. That's Bruce, Bruce Lipkin's work. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, your beliefs create your biology. It's very, very powerful work. It really is. And he talks about, you know, the, the chemicals, the neurochemicals, that is kind of like a lock and a key on our cells, right? And if we're consistently putting out negative uh, emotion, well, we're going to consistently put out uh, negative neurochemicals, if you will, right? And that's exactly what is going to be expressed. And so the opposite is true, too. And why um, positive thinking, gratitude, things of that nature literally promote health because you're putting out positive neurochemicals that then, if consistent, create a, a better, healthier body. Yeah, it's it's so interesting how everything's tied together. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. You know, when we look at ourselves in kind of the Western model, it's always top down. You know, the brain runs everything and, you know, it, the body just carries the head around. If we look at some of the Eastern arts, it's more or less a bottom up type of process where where the belly and the heart are sending signals to the brain on how to perceive what's happening and so much of my work has proven that we really are sensitive beings we really are great feelers our emotional content frames our cognition yes and, and the great part about the belly is is it doesn't lie it doesn't have it doesn't have an ego it, it sends signals up to the brain and, and the brain either agrees or disagrees with it but at the end of the day, the body's in charge. Yeah. And, you know, we can't forget the vagal nerve, right? The vagus nerve. Right. And so and that's in part in what you do. It, it helps promote that as well. Yeah. You know, when, when folks start to get healthy, one of the things I notice, just like in the epigenetics and the cellular membrane, which is which is the, the outside of the, of the shell, I begin to notice folks, their skin gets completely different. It's moist, it's vibrant, it's breathing. And the skin being the largest organ, it's one of the major benefactors of removing these oils and sugars from putting them in our body. Oh my goodness, that's a really great point because um, so something I talked about, the biochemical reaction of sugar, and I mentioned glycation, and that's exactly what, what sugar does. And uh, so when you ingest sugar, it's uh, the proteins and the sugar within the body, they react, okay? And it's a, it's a, it's a biochemical uh, reaction. Much like when you see browning, those browning potatoes, those crispy brown potatoes on the stove or the fried chicken, for example, right? Um, the, or caramel, that, those are examples of glycation. And that same process is happening within our bodies. And it just doesn't affect our skin, causing wrinkles and sagging skin. It is affecting the tissue on the inside of our body as well. 
So it's called Ages is another name for it, advanced glycation end products or the Maillard effect or the Browning effect. There's different names for it, but in the end it is glycation. And, um, and that's something that we can literally prevent and uh, stop from happening by removing these types of foods. I always use quotes. <laughs> because no, it's, really great. <laughs> it's great. You, know, you, you mentioned this, this vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It's, it's a branch of the parasympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system. And we have this autonomic nervous system that just runs the show subconsciously behind our conscious awareness. But one of the, one of the autonomic functions that we can control if we want to control kind of has a dual switch is breathing. In other words, if I want to control my breathing, if I want to slow down my inhale, I can bring parasympathetic qualities to an inhale, which we know is sympathetic in its natural organic offering to the internal. In other words, your heart rate will go up slightly when you inhale. There's a slight arousal there. It focuses the brain. It helps straighten the spine. And we move into the environment. And hopefully we can adapt to the environment without creating any negative karma or, you know, whatever wouldn't be healthy. And then we have this exhale, which is organically parasympathetic. And the longer that exhale goes down and the thoracic diaphragm muscle, which we want to have strong, but we want to have flexible. So it has a tremendous range of motion. We can activate the lower lobes of these lungs, which are imbued with parasympathetic nerve endings. And the longer that we can exhale, we know that the lungs play a huge role in transferring fat back out into the external environment. And in that longer exhale and the thoracic cage lifting up, we know the vagus nerve gets charged up. Can you speak a little bit about these little tentacles of the vagus nerve that go into each digestive organ of the abdomen? Yes, and, I, and I'll also preface, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when they lose weight, it's through breath as well, right? So that's just something that I, a lot of people don't know. But if you listen to my podcast called This Podcast Burns Fat is the name of the title, Ed, we have uh, Ed on there. And so he talks all about that. So it's really interesting. Um, yeah, so the vagus nerve is the longest nerve in the body. And yes. it's extremely important to optimal health, right? And um, if you, there are things that you can do to really it because it re, has far reach with every with every area every organ in the body and it goes head to almost toe and it and it's um things like humming um yes. cold water right yeah, you know cold water yeah you're good at jumping in that cold water ed <laughs> ah, i learned from wendy <laughs> what i learned from wendy really oh, oh she's the utah state champion she goes in no for like way. a half hour in the in forest bathing Oh my gosh, she's amazing. I can't even believe it. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, cold, cold plunges, cold showers, do um, singing, laughing is a really, really good way. And breath work, you know, is another good way. So um, the, the more you practice this and, you know, and also one um, other way is if you have a vibration platform, mm -hmm. uh, it That's also strengthens your vagal tone. And, but yeah, that's, 
one thing, you know, uh, meditation and deep breathing will, will bring you is that naturally. So um, if you like to hum, go ahead. It's good for your, your whole body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or laugh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, these are extremely simple. Yeah, right. Extremely powerful. And when I look at the work that you do, I, I look at the work that I do, and, and it's, there's tremendous resources out there around epigenetics and, and the vagus nerve. It's amazing to me that what we're showing folks is that you have so much power. You are so free. You are choosing your life. And we still seem to stub our toes. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's the only life we have. And I think we're here to learn, to stub our toe and go, well, that didn't work. <laughs> and so yeah. try again, right? And so I think um, that's, we're just on a journey to become better, I think, and hopefully. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And that's why, you know, when it comes to nutrition, um, it's not just really, it, there is a one size fit all generally, but there's, you know, but, but you have to really try different things in nutrition to see what works for you. There is no, in my opinion, no dogmatic type of nutrition uh, that, is, that works 100%, 100% of the time. So, you know, just be open-minded about it and um, try different things. Don't be afraid of carbohydrates. Don't be afraid of the ketogenic diet. Don't be afraid of anything try and see what works for you you know one thing i notice about human beings even even though we're going through a very challenging time and there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of different opinions out there about what health looks like is that it seems like every every person what every generation tries to leave it better for the next generation in other words every human being yeah. tries to improve what they're doing whatever you're doing you're trying to do it more efficiently than you did on Tuesday. And it's just part of this innate inner faith that what you do is valuable and you want to take whatever you're working with and how you started with it and you want to bring your signature onto it and you want to improve its efficiency. I would hope that everybody feels that way because I, and I do think that, most humans do. I really believe that um, everybody, you know, you think about our, our lineage, you know, our parents and their parents and their parents, right. how it, it got, for most people, it got better and better and better down the line. And, um, but yeah, same, same thing. I think that if, you know, and I, that probably goes back to finding purpose in life, that in some way, in some small way, you can help another, you know, be better. Yeah, you know, what, whatever rings your lofty goals or rings those bells for you, you know, is it, yeah. fine. <clears throat> but, when you, but, but when you think about kind of how, how long are you going to be able to ring that bell? Right. You know, the idea is to live right. as long as possible and, and just be a good farmer. I mean, leave good seeds in your field for the next generation. You know, don't be greedy. Don't be aggressive. You know, be kind to others, you know, all these things that we're all in this together. We're all on the same tribe. And it's, it's becoming so challenging because there is a lot of information out there. And what you see on TV might not be the best thing for you. 
you know, everything is like hypnotic and, you know, go get this candy bar or go try this wine or, you know, whatever it may be. This is why the breath is so important because it keeps you now. It keeps you present. And you, you really can't change anything in your life if you're not present. You, you've got to be in that moment and you've got to have the ability to take that one breath and push back against that one food habit or thought habit or emotional habit that you've already figured out isn't serving you. That is well said, Ed. Yeah, that is so true. And that's, you know, they, they talk about meditation uh, extending lifespan and um, promoting a healthier life, creating optimal health and breath work as well, all because you're, re you're reversing inflammation in the body. And that's a key factor, um, as we know. And so, you know, we can do it with our diet, we can do it um, with exercise. A lot of people don't realize that exercise is anti-inflammatory. So when you when you uh, flex your bicep, that you're releasing anti-inflammatory molecules actually. And so every, every with every movement in your body, because the body was designed to move, not sit like we're doing. Um, and you know we've all heard that sitting is the, the new smoking, and that's true because uh, I I posted. Um, regarding movement, uh, it's called the nitric oxide dump on Twitter the other day. And um, it, it literally is so simple. It is, you know, it's just like this and, you know, circles and squats, you know, four times and that's it. And but what you're doing is you're releasing nitric oxide, right? And this is going to, uh, instead of building up in the body, you're releasing it. And you're optimizing right. health, reversing inflammation. So yeah, so exercise is anti-inflammatory. Um, the thoughts we think, as we just uh, went over, is anti-inflammatory. Um, but the foundation is diet, and I think that, and everybody, I think, understands that. A lot of people think that um, inflammation is that just that achy knee, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. We know that. Um, people are 75% of our population is walking around with this silent inflammation and they don't even know it. So that's why, in my opinion, it's crucial that people start living an anti-inflammatory life. And uh, that is going to be a game changer. It truly is. I mean, you, you look at um, people, say, in the blue zone areas, the longest lived right, area. Right. I don't know. You know, there are some there's some speculation about some of those ages, but nonetheless, a lot of them live to be extremely old centenarians. And, uh, and they found that even at a hundred years old, these centenarians had incredible molecules circulating and they had incredible um, endogenous, you know, uh, antioxidants still available. Their mitochondria were strong. And they had, uh, they had a number of them and healthy, um, robust mitochondria. So I think like, you know, it's one of the most important things for people to understand about cellular health is mitochondrial health. And one way is to reverse the inflammation in the body. And, um, you know, you know, we can do that with our diet. We and mm -hmm. combine that with uh, intermittent fasting and uh, those two factors are fantastic in promoting, you know, autophagy, which which is intermittent fasting will do after a while. 
um, of cellular house cleaning, actually. So the, the, you know, the cell gets busy cleaning up all the collected debris and um, the, the dead, there's cells that hang around called senescent cells that they're dead. They call them zombie cells, actually. And because they just hang around, they're not dead yet, but they're mm -hmm. dying and they cause all these uh, inflammatory distress signals, which, you know, other cells react to. And this, this is a big uh, southward uh, dip for your health. And so mm -hmm. the less we have of those, the more mitochondria we have and the healthier they are, the, the less inflammation we have, the leaner we are, the, uh, the happier we are as well. It's beautiful. So well said. That's a weekend seminar right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so when we think about breathing, yeah. you know, when we breathe through our mouth, the air just comes into the upper lobes of our lungs. It triggers a sympathetic action of adrenaline and cortisol. Digestion stops, heart rate goes up, blood pressure goes up, and the head gets all windy. And that's great if you're being chased by a lion or you're gonna you gotta get away from a bus. But for for, for in normal human life, this is not an emergency that comes up. Most of our emergencies are are, are, are just thoughts. Yes, exactly. When you breathe through your nose, the brain in the sinus area is naturally going to secrete nitric oxide. So right there on the inhale, you're already bringing anti-inflammatory molecules into the alveoli sacs of your lungs, so you have more potential energy because it takes energy for us to be us, let alone trying to change behavior, letting, letting alone trying to change the subconscious brain, which is so powerful over our conscious brain. If you've ever tried to change a habit in your life, you know <laughs> that you have to consciously push up against that subconscious brain again and again and again. So it takes energy to rewire the subconscious brain for the new habit to become conscious. And as that diaphragm muscle moves further down in other words the frantic nerve which is the motor nerve of the diaphragm becomes more electrical and you get that downward thrust down into these gastrointestinal organs they get this amazing massage and who doesn't like massage and and then on the exhale you've got this diet the suction coming up and then this vagus nerve kicks in on the exhale when it's longer than the inhale because the brain senses that you're safe. There's no danger of attack. And you begin to trigger early stages of fasting. In other words, you're cleaning the internal walls of the organs of mucus, phlegm, fat, toxins, anything that's impeding that organ's function. And I, I think a lot of folks don't realize that focused short-term fasting or cutting back on those sugars and oils, the greatest benefactor of that is your mind. Because when That's you start to fast in here, this yeah. starts to move faster, cleaner, and you know the answer to every question before it's even asked. So the real yeah. benefactor of this improving this gut health and reducing inflammation is our brain. Isn't that amazing? And also, uh, soy oil, they just found uh, via research, sh shows that it literally harms our brain. So, right. you know, boot that out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, whatever fast food you're eating, because they use a lot of soy food. Yeah. So how can we start to change habits in our life 
knowing that we have this subconscious brain, which has a memory of everything we've done since our birth. We have this cellular inflammation around the areas of our body, which are difficult to move as we age. What are some of the first steps that you would recommend for folks that want to really get going and live a dynamic rest of their life? Okay. So again, the diet is foundational, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that is a must. And um, because you can't, nothing is going to change. You, 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 you know, the old saying is you can't outrun a bad diet. Well, that's why. <laughs> and so, um, but you want to start with foods that are really nutrient rich, high in antioxidants and polyphenols, things like leafy greens and um, anything that is brightly colored, such as those multi multicolored red peppers, yellow and orange peppers. Um, you want, uh, for example, cruciferous vegetables, cabbage, kale, you, um, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, arugula, these are called cruciferous vegetables, and they literally stop uh, NF-kappa B, which is the main inflammatory uh, uh, cascade, if you will, that it, it creates so much havoc and causes so much distress in terms of illness and disease, such as cancer. And so it, that's why cruciferous vegetables are very protective against cancer and other diseases because it stops that inflammasome, right? And um, it, it's a, it, I recommend having that at least five times a week, if not every day, if, if you can, you know, there are different ones. Uh, broccoli is, is the best one, I would say, um, but they're all really good for you. And then you want berries because they're a low sugar fruit. You don't want to eat a lot of high sugar fruit. Uh, fructose is another uh, discussion, but uh, suffice it to say, um, it is hard on the liver, okay, because the liver then uh, stores it as fat if you're eating a lot of it, and, um, and, and it's inflammatory and causes high triglycerides, and the list goes on. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we want olive oil, olives, um, spices like turmeric and, you know, uh, rosemary are excellent Um you know, we, we see spices being used a lot in Indian culture, uh, and they, they're delicious. So, you know, just um, anything that is beautiful to look at, colorful, you know, are really excellent to use in your diet. And don't forget meat as well. You know, um, don't be afraid of meat. The meat that is raised properly and not abused or... Um, you want you want it raised grass fed grass finished beef for example and you want uh, all of them to be pasture raised and treated well no hormones no antibiotics those are the types of meats that give all meats a bad reputation mm -hmm. and so don't be afraid of healthy meat it's very good for you it's high in a, a specific type of omega-3 fat mm -hmm. and um, you know and I would say don't eat an excess of carbohydrates because what happens is over time you're creating insulin resistance when you do this. So the, the remedy for insulin resistance, which means your body, you're eating so much sugar, everything gets uh, broken down, metabolized to glucose, right? And uh, you either are pre-diabetic or you 
get diabetes or you don't even know it. Most people have no idea about either one of those. And, um, and your body doesn't respond. Your cells don't respond. They ignore insulin, right? So insulin continues to circulate throughout the body. Glucose continues to circulate throughout the body. And um, this is inflammation. And so high uh, insulin, you know, if you have insulin resistance, you have, again, oxidative stress going on. And it is not, it, it's very bad to have this cellular stress on the body. Thank you very much. And I learned some, that was beautiful. Thank you. Now, if I understand this correctly, we eat this, we eat this food, it goes down into our stomach, and the, there's digestive enzymes in the stomach that, that cook the food again and prepare it to be eliminated and go through its, its journey through, through the body. If I understand a little bit, I, I, I don't know if I have the right terminology, but there's a different heat context or temperature for different types of food. And I know that we're all dealing with excessive levels of stress, negative stress, which is causing our blood temperature to be up, our, our blood to be acidic, all of these things. A lot of the food that you just mentioned have, to me, a cooling content to them that is going to cool the gut, even though they're being digested with high acid digestive enzymes that are stored in the stomach. It's, if I understand, if, I, if I'm getting this, it sounds like there's a lot of cooling that's going to take place in my belly, not only around digestion and getting the energy assimilated into my, in, into my gut, but also how I feel about things. Yeah, when you ingest, in comparison, when you ingest Pringles and Oreo cookies and fast food, um, and even some of the healthy foods that I met, quote unquote healthy foods that I mentioned earlier, um, the body, you're, you're affecting gut bacteria, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a very powerful component of optimal health. And so you're, you're naturally going to, um, you know, either kill off the good bacteria with these foods, or you're going to populate the gut even further with unhealthy gut bugs because these these unhealthy gut bugs love these types of foods. I know it sounds like a science fiction movie, but it's true. It's true. And so um, when you eat sugar, you're literally feeding these unhealthy gut bugs. But when you eat foods that are anti-inflammatory, they don't like those foods. The healthy ones do. So of course it makes sense, right? And, um, and so yes, there is a, a, raise, a rise in temperature, metabolism causes that when you ingest foods, certain types of foods increase the temperature even more. Um, and so I would say that uh, probably sugar and you know anything inflammatory, you know, you, you think about inflammation as being heat, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's where it probably comes from. So, you know, we're going through this COVID time and hopefully mm -hmm. we're coming out of it as the new strain is a lot weaker than the one that we first were introduced to 18 months ago. It, it seems that if this disease lives in inflammation, lives in fat, what you're doing not only will make sure that your immune function is strong, as we know that 80% of the immunity comes from our gut health, right? But you're also, you, number one, you're not going to get sick or you won't be as sick as long. But number two, you're going to live longer and be lighter. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That I can make. Pardon. I can make an assumption that if I follow what's in your books, what's on your website, working with you, chances are I'm not going to get sick. Right. Exactly. And you know, one of my um, the largest frustrations throughout this pandemic has been that, you know, you hear a lot about, um, you know, make sure you use your, your disinfectant and you wear your mask and you social, socially isolate and all of this, um, you get your vaccine. But not once have I heard a health expert talk about the importance of nutrition, the importance right. of ensuring that your vitamin D levels are adequate, that your zinc levels are adequate, you know, not once. And so I, I, you know, that it just makes me shake my head going, what is going on? Because there is nothing that, um, you know, as we mentioned early on, food heals. Food is uh, very protective. Just like I mentioned about, you know, the broccoli and the, you know, Brussels sprouts, etc. Protection. Okay. And so you mentioned about um, the, the um, COVID bacteria, sorry, virus living in fat, that they just found out that that's one of the reasons why um, it hangs out in fat. One of the reasons why obese people have so much vulnerability to the, the effects of, it, of COVID. Yeah. You know, every time I, every time oh, I talk to you, I, I learn something. So we have a question from Gert who's asking, that. how does oregano oil uh, how does it do it? Uh, oh, how about? Yeah, absolutely. About oregano oil. It's fantastic. Oregano yeah. oil is awesome. Very good. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful in reversing inflammation in the body. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we try to. Wendy and I try to do that twice a year in the fall mm -hmm. and the spring. We'll introduce oregano oil in the morning to our diet, and it just helps that little transition going from summer to winter and winter. To summer, mm -hmm. we've got great benefit from it. Don't do too much, though. I'm warning no, it's you. Just, oh, <laughs> well, that, that stuff is kick, kick ass. That oregano oil. I know. I've done that. <laughs> so uh, your your work is extremely important. Thank you. When we think about everything that that the belly's involved with. Like I remember when I first started to get into yoga like 25, 30 years ago. And, you know, it wasn't like, you know, triangle and warrior one. And, you know, it was really kind of the deeper aspects of yoga. And it, it was all about the belly. It was it really all is. about activating that gut. Or releasing really it. Or, or releasing yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Well, People can simply notice, like when your when your eyes and jaw become tight, these two sense organs, your gut becomes tight. Like everything is connected, but I think the ancients were really dialed in to the gut because they wanted to feel everything as a potential teacher, but feel it with a lower heart rate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just think about you can't think about the belly without thinking about immunity, without thinking about the lymphatic system, without thinking about our level of energy, without thinking about our sustainability, 
without thinking about moving away from cancer and stroke and diabetes. It's just everything. But it's kind of like the, the, the stepchild that nobody talks about. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's and somebody uh, just was show it was showing a question or a statement about ginger being a yummy anti-inflammatory, and that is very true, very powerful. Yes, uh, ginger and lemon every day. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, you're you're right on, Ed. Um, it you know it's you, you have to we really have to be conscious, especially in this era. Um, because there's toxins all around us and there's toxins in what we eat. And so um, when we eat an anti-inflammatory diet, we live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, mm -hmm. then, um, you know, we're protected even that much further. And when you take steps to clean up your gut, um, you know, it's, you know, people don't realize that glyphosate's being sprayed on all the grains out there. And glyphosate uh, was originally patented as an antibiotic. And so people are eating it by the, I don't know, they're just every day, three times a day eating grains. And that's part of why a lot of people have gut health issues now, leaky gut. You know, when we talk about clean up the gut, mm -hmm. you know, you're never going to see your gut. Okay, it's encased inside your abdominal muscles, but you can feel inside your gut. Like to me, a healthy gut doesn't mean six pack abs. Okay, right. it means a, it means a belly that can respond to the environment and adapt in that environment without becoming negatively stressed. The belly is just this master feeler. And, you know, I work with a lot of athletes and, you know, they're really into that, you know, six pack abs and traverse abdominal. Everything is so tight and it's so tight that the diaphragm muscle can't get down into the abdomen and the inhale. And they're just breathing up into their chest. So what, what does cleaning up the gut look like? What does it feel like? Well, if, once you do it, it feels fantastic, right? Because, yeah. Man, the, yeah, the gut is the epicenter, as I call it, to overall optimal health. And, you know, our immune system resides, 80% resides within our gut. Our weight is directly connected with the uh, type of bacteria and amount of them, healthy gut bugs. Um, our brain health is directly connected to our gut health. They're thinking now that, uh, Alzheimer's and our gut health are directly linked. And so um, you can see, you know, the importance of gut health. Five, we have 500 million brain cells in the lining of our gut. And um, so when you clean it up, that means that, you know, it's kind of like creating a, a healthy gut garden. So you want to pull the weeds first, yes. right? And so that means that you're getting rid of your pulling out all the, the junk food and the sugar and the bad inflammatory oils that we talked about and the processed foods and the chips and all that. Once in a while, it's okay. That's not a problem, but it's the everyday use of these things. And then, so you've got all the weeds pulled out. Then the next step is you want to plant your, your healthy gut garden, right? So that means you want to add probiotics to um, the gut garden, which is, you know, Probiotics are healthy gut bugs, and you can get them via foods, fermented cultured foods, or by supplement form, or both. Um, you, you know, the cultured fermented foods are things like yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, pickles, olives, uh, kefir, 
These are examples of cultured fermented foods that when you ingest them, deposit plant healthy gut bugs within the gut. And then the last step would be fertilizing your gut garden. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that means um, that you want to add uh, what is called prebiotic fiber. And these are vegetable fibers. And so that's why all vegetables are prebiotic, um, but there are some that are, uh, and fruits too, that are uh, prebiotic, such as beans, um, bananas, we want dandelion greens, but remember all vegetables are, but these are very, very good in terms of prebiotic fiber. Um, chicory, dark chocolate is another one. Um, onions, garlic, leeks, those are examples of prebiotic fiber. But again, you know, uh, you, you're gonna get prebiotic fiber with any vegetable, okay? Um, and so what that, that's like miracle grow for your gut. You're mm. literally creating and growing uh, an abundance of healthy gut bugs. And that means you're happier because remember, mood, brain connection, right? Happier, mm -hmm. you're leaner, you think clearer, you have more focus, cognitive health, and uh, your immune system is robust. And so that is really the way to do it. But, uh, you know, there are some foods that cause people sensitivity, such as dairy. So if you feel like, you know, uh, or some vegetables even can cause some sensitivity for some people, then, you know, just eliminate those, see how you do without them for a week. And, uh, and then if you're fine, then don't bring them back in. But if you, if you still, um, you just have to keep searching, right? Remember I said, you just have, you have to keep trying and, and trying different things to uh, really figure out what works best for you. Well, I try to learn one new thing every day. In the last hour, I learned 10 new things. So I'm good <laughs> for the next nine days. Yay. So I could talk to you for the rest of my life. My audience is just so turned on by what you're saying because they, they see the connection. You know, it's all inner work. If you want to improve the outer work in your life, you start by taking care of the inner work. And I love pull the weeds first. Anything that's sucking your energy in yes. a parasitic way. It makes no sense to plant new flowers in your garden if you don't get down on your hands and knees and pull those weeds out first because that's draw drawing all of your water and all of your sunlight. Well said. <laughs> now, how can folks get more of you? Well, thank you. They can find me. I'm uh, at my website, drlorishemek.com, or they can find me on Instagram at drlorishemek, Facebook, drlorishemek, Twitter, at lorishemek. And every day I post uh, healthy information, practical, usable information that you can, you know, it's, it's uh, things that people can use or information that they may have not yet heard about. What's great about what you put out is, I mean, you're a master of nutrition and it's simple how you put it out. It's, it's, you communicate the message clearly, but you're also huge in the psychological world. You understand the human mind. Yes. Um, my background is in psychology as well. I have a doctorate in psychology. And so it has given me, you know, it gives me a lot of perspective in combining health, nutrition, you know, our mindset, how we think. Um, because it really is, as you mentioned earlier, you know, our perspective in life. It, 
really, if you're going to have free will, it's all about perspective. Right. How you perceive what is occurring. Thank you. How do I interact with that without creating any karma for myself? In other words, if I eat this food and it goes into my body, if you don't know whether it's notice how you feel an hour later. Right. That's yes. That's good. Make a mental note of that. Do I feel energized? Do I feel drained? Am I upbeat? Am I downbeat? Keep a little note. If you're trying on new foods, keep a little journal how you feel after it's in your body. And it's interesting to note, too, that those who have been consistently healthy for a long time, making healthy choices, when they do eat something really unhealthy, they are very sensitive to it. And it's, it's a very striking feeling. Um, to have it's it's kind of like when you stop eating sugar for a long time or a while and then you you eat something with sugar in it it's super sweet and it's right. just not pleasant <laughs> and you could because your your mouth changes the salivary glands in your mouth are alerted this is not good for me right and your taste buds literally change every three days so you know Amazing. they get to the new you essentially so breath is medicine your yes. food is your medicine. Put these two together, and I guarantee you, you will see dynamic changes in not only your energy level and how you sleep at night, but how you perceive and think and feel as you move through your day. Yes. Very good. Is there anything else you'd like to put out there before we get a little Christmas hug and we just move on? Um, I would just like to say for everybody trying to change their health, um, it really just know that you do have choice and that just one small choice, if consistent, is really going to make a huge difference. Then when you're successful that with that one choice, move on to the next choice. And you won't believe the power in being consistent. And uh, even if you get back, if you get off track, get back on. It's amazing. It truly is. So just stay at it. And a happier immune system, Richard. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You know, this immune system thing, get out there, get moving, get breathing, restrict your diet, but you're actually enhancing your life. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing your heart with us today. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Wendy. You both are wonderful. Thank you, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. We love you. And as always, go be great. Thank you. Bye-bye.